good people. Ladies and gents out there, welcome to Red Stone, the sweaty hour. Sweaty. We're here on our shirts, t-shirts, sweat glistening. I sit in front of a table with these huge microphones in front of our faces. It's here, working it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to work it so that way it wouldn't sound too, you know, just sexy, creepy. That was yeah, my goal. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was definitely going more it towards was, creepy it was, side. It was definitely on the creepy side, it was man. Sh- I could have, I could have, <laughs> we could do a do-over. We're going to pause, and I'm going to go back, and I'll do my voice together, you know what I'm saying? Watch some Ron Jeremy fucking vocal lessons, and I can make it sound fucking, you know, sweet. <laughs> Uh, anyway, people, we are we are here in the, here in the sweat box. It's literally because we can't run the AC while recording the, the podcast. Yes, so we are sweating for your entertainment. Yes, and we are in New York City, which has decided to fully embrace climate change. <laughs> 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 Apparently, that's in, that's in, that wasn't a fashion week, you know. <laughs> so now it's officially popping, and now everybody's literally dying in the subway. <laughs> womp 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 womp. Uh, but yeah, um, it's been a very interesting week. We were like I. I, you know, Reg, you started the note saying at the beginning of the week, I think we thought that, oh, there's not that much we can cover. It's kind of the dog days. And then your boy Jermaine Dupree. Like, like every old middle-aged black man in barbershop came through in the clutch. Like, number one, I like how... Why are we interviewing Jermaine Dupri? I don't understand. I agree with you. Like, like on, I, on like People Magazine or he, something. It's like People Magazine. Yeah, and it's like I get like he's he's definitely an elder. He definitely you know he's one of the OGs. You know, Lord knows you know like it or not, he's he's had some songs. We've all loved when we were little kids or danced to in the club. But yeah, 2019. If I had to interview somebody in the rap music, I don't know if Jermaine Dupri will be my first. Or 2000s name on the list. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was People Magazine. It wasn't like Vlad TV or some shit like that, you know? It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like how, how does he get on People? I mean, props to his publicist. Maybe but, it is, you know, some one of the editors there was like, money ain't a thing. Is one of my, that was my wedding song, man. You gotta find your main. And it's funny, too. So, so basically what we're talking about is, I guess like last week, or earlier this week, like Jermaine Dupree goes on People Magazine, and I mean he's interviewed by like these two women who look like they should be interviewing somebody on People Magazine, <laughs> but they look like they should, they should be interviewing like Jennifer Lawrence or something, you know? <laughs> so I guess they, they asked like, oh, like you know, Cardi B's popping off and Megan The Stallion's popping off. Like, who do you feel is like, you know, like, what female rappers are you checking for? And basically, Jermaine Dupri just showed his old man basically saying, oh, well, you know, I found the brat. And all these other rappers are just strippers who want to be rappers. And I don't like these, you know, females talking about rapping about stripping. Was basically his 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 words. Yeah, and 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 like I went back and I was like, because we all know Jermaine Dupri has a a wide breadth of topics over all the songs he's been involved <laughs> with. I remember Jermaine Dupri talking about Africa. I remember Jermaine Dupri talking about stop the violence. Mm-hmm. I remember his, you know, remember he had a little moment where he was discussing, you know, uh, cutters, female cutters. You know what I'm saying? It was he's, he's really? had a lot of yeah. He had a whole it was all it was on Netflix. It was special, man. It was okay. all about you know. It was like making out there depressed. It was about, you know, self-mutilation. It was very dark, dark, dark days. Wow. But anyway, this dude, all he does is make club songs in different guises. Club songs for little kids with crisscross. Club songs for popping bottles and hitting waitresses with bottles when he comes to the brat. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, it's just, and not to say that he's not a great producer, 
but he's somebody where even his imprint in rap tends to be party songs. Yeah. Like really dope party songs, but still party songs. Yeah. So it's weird for him to kind of start off where it's like, oh, well, these guys are just making songs. Oh, these guys, these, these women are making songs about fucking stripping. Whereas it's like, but dude, your music, you know, your whole discography boils down to partying and popping bottles. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, again, we, it's it's crazy the way he's adapted that to, like, you know, crisscross, to, like, to, to the brat, to his own solo career. You know, it's it's something where it's he's changed it, and that sound grew over a good 10 years in different kind of forms. Because he came literally from, if you think about it, the rap golden era yeah. to, like, fucking, like, you know, that Lil Wayne era and the Lil Wayne, Lil John era, where he was able to ride that hit where a lot of dudes kind of fell away. Um, but at the same time, it's like, dog... Your music is not necessarily that, you know, wide ranging in topic either. And it also seems a little hating because particularly the fact of where, you know, he discovered the quote unquote brat, which again, I don't want to hate with a bottle, is by no stretch or means of the imagination a great rapper. True. So it's just like True. what did you discover the brat? Tell me you discovered Lauren Hill. Tell me you discovered MC Lights. Tell me you discovered, you know, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. But, you know, the rat is like, that's not really, he thought he was pulling out the high Joker and shit. That's like a fucking, a three of hearts. I, I own that album. <laughs> we all did. That shit went five <laughs> times platinum. And we all thought it was dope. And then we played it like for like six months and we totally forgot about I, it. I was about to say, I, I only remember like one brat song. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> which, which song? By the way, let's hear the same song. Where is the single? It, it, I feel like there were two. It was Functify. Functify. Yeah. But there was another one later on. She did like her like her second album that was had a hot song too. Well, I remember it's a video. I feel like she's or is that Functify where it's like it's at night and it's like she's on outside of a boat or is that Functify still? No, Functify is night in there at a party. Yeah, and it's like a pool and like everybody's like hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Most, There was another video, but anyway, long yeah. story short. I mean, but but yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, I mean, to me, this is just it's par for the course. It's, it's actually kind of very interesting. Um, and just kind of sad. Like you see, like these these older males, they're talking about like, oh, we don't want women rapping about stripping. We'll go to a strip club, but we don't want them to leverage that <laughs> to make money for their career. That's too much. <laughs> and it's just kind of like you see it everywhere. I mean, it's just like these like these barriers that you know people in power are kind of in these boxes that you know. They, we put women in, you know, and, and we put women of color in, people of color in. And it's just like this weird dichotomy. It's like, yeah, like strip for me, you know, like, but don't, don't like yeah. rap about. It's very <laughs> offensive to sex yeah. work in general. Cause like it's, it's, it's something where it's like, all right, cool. So why can't somebody be a stripper and rap? Like, and like you said, you make songs for the strip club. So how is there, where is this word offense that you're taking? <laughs> yeah. Where it's, not, it's not like you're fucking Kirk Franklin, my dude. You make fucking <laughs> party songs. Yeah. Yeah, I think like Cardi B, well, Cardi B said a few things, but, you know, like obviously he was going at Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, um, who are both strippers turned rappers no no both, Megan, Megan's, Megan's not a stripper no she's a college student she's just her mom was a, just a rough rapper type dude oh damn so even then it's fucked up like yeah, it's like that's fucked up. it's a weird stereotype where you took one one stripper rapper yeah. out of like fucking the 10 rap, female rappers that are popping right now and you made her the and, arch type and then i and then i did it because i'm a cisgendered male uh well i mean it's womp, also womp, but defense it's it's you know i get it. it's it's, 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 it's twerk, let's say twerk friendly music yes twerk friendly yes yeah. 
yeah. book friendly artists. Yes, but you know, and yes, they do rap about their JJ, yeah. right? But you know, Megan is doing trying to do a lot for climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Which I love. Got people out there picking up dirt on the fucking yeah. garbage in the fucking beaches. Yeah, and then the yeah, Cardi's saying a lot of good stuff, like politically. Yeah, you know, I, and uh, you know, we can't. Yes, like they strip, they rap about, you know, like you know their private parts, but they're also doing like there's 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 so many facets to to both of them that you know. Like, if you just see them as strippers, then you're automatically just not going to ever see. Yeah, and even in the raps themselves, because, like, a Cardi B, she says the stripping. It's not like she's out there, like, strip, 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 strip. It's just always a fucking, it's, it's always in context. It's always just like, I came from, you know, it's just like, it, it's part of her story. Yeah. So it's very much like, it's aspirational. It's like, I came from stripping for dollars, now I'm making dollars type shit. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a part of her story. Her songs. Her songs kind of go from, like, you know, love songs about just being forlorn, like, be careful, yeah. to, like, straight Spanish party shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the idea she's only rapping about tripping is bullshit. Even Megan Thee Stallion, if you take Megan Thee Stallion lyrics and give it to, like, fucking A-Ball and MG and just change some of the gender yeah. shit around, yeah. you know, it'd be the same exact shit. Like, you know, instead of twerking, a girl's twerking with me, and it's the same, like, UGK shit. So it's like, how are you even thinking, like, it's about, like, strip shit? Like, they're, they're not Luke as far as and again huge Luke fan over here yeah but they're definitely much more multifaceted than Luke was in his own raps Ooh, they're solid as rappers yeah they bring it they're both amazing rappers great wordplay everything you really want in in in, in hip-hop all the things that old heads say don't exist oh yeah that's the that's the key. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> you know, yeah. like like both of these breath like, control, everything else. Yeah, like they Katie, spits. Yeah. Like, like they bring it in spades, you know? So yeah, it, it's just I, I'm glad to see that that uh, you know, um he walked it back. Uh just because Fake walked it back. Yeah, fake walked it back. And then like it's like I'm gonna have a hip hop cipher. <laughs> A female so hip hop so cipher. So you girls, you y'all females out there, <laughs> y'all proved to me you could rap. So I, I mean, can make look, money off of it. Like if he really wanted to walk it back, he would say, you know, like one on one freestyle like rap battle. Let's go. Like men, you know, like the battle of the sexes. But he's not gonna do that. You know? Like they, they learned that lesson like a long time ago with Battle of the Sexes. Like they're not gonna like actually go one on one with a female MC and get sunned. And they would. Oh, it, it would you be know, glorious. They're still glorious. gonna have this box, this you know, this all female yeah. MC box, you know, like put them all in a box, you know. It's almost like the women's soccer team. Like I think they could beat the the U.S. men. They could be. They could clearly beat the U.S. men's team. <laughs> but they don't want that. That's, that's not that, going to happen. That's why the men. You see, but that's why the men are smart enough not to even say shit. Because every time you ask them about the fucking equal pay, they shut the fuck up because yep. they know what's happening. J- Jermaine Dupree's little ass is out here trying to talk shit. But when it comes ca- time to cash in that check to get into a fucking cipher, he damn well be sure he's going to get to that fucking booth. <laughs> He just needs to shut the fuck up. But and like you said, it's it's good because like even like Ari Lennox of all people, who's a, who's a pure R&B singer, has a little rap kind of making fun of Jermaine Dupri. Yeah, you know Cardi B's coming out there naming some of her famous rappers, which is out Tierra Whack. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I feel like it's a good, in a weird fucked up way, it made for a small, for a very small period of time in misogynistic hip hop world, like a female appreciation day. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, there's a lot of dope female MCs that aren't getting respect. Yep. So in a weird fucked up way, you know. Well, true. It's kind of helped. I don't because it helped, but it's it's given more visibility for a small period of time before we went back to hating women and listening to future fucking future records. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) For a period of time, we're like, oh shit, yeah, we gotta really appreciate these female MCs because they're actually out here doing work. It's not just fucking yeah, bullshit. Uh, yeah, and, and look, Cardi's made great points. Cardi's like, there's a variety of female rappers out here for a variety of tastes. But y'all don't care about that. And it's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it's true. I mean, I, I look, I feel like we're, gu- we're guilty of it. Like, we talk about Cardi and Megan Thee Stallion. We don't give a lot of shine to Tierra Whack. Oh, you know, <laughs> we, in our defense, we did. I feel like last year we did say that was one of our favorite releases. But no, I feel you. She's dropped a couple of singles and we've kind of yeah. ignored it. It's it's a lot easier. And I think it's, uh, obviously, it's always going to be, like, steeped in some misogyny because it's it's kind of where it kind of ingrained. That's the world it is, you know? Yeah. It's part of the, part of, you know, your bigotry and fucking living in the world today. That just comes in there. I do think to a certain extent, and that's what I found fascinating about it, is the fact of where it's also the idea of where, as far as popular hip hop is concerned, is the kind of way we like it. We like it aggressive. We like it sexual. We like it even on the male side. So it's a lot easier to kind of focus on your Cardi B because your Cardi B, like what's the line between a Cardi B and a Rick Ross? Yeah. It's not really that fucking black and white. And I think is the idea of where... And, and it's kind of unfortunate because, all right, if we look at the bigger picture, right? So you've got a lot of dope, you know, female MCs that cross over, that try to cross over, I should say, and they don't really get a slot because hip-hop beats them down. It's like, nah, we only, we only allowed one, you know? Yeah. That's it. And they get fucked over. And the same thing with the underground, where there's been a lot of dope female MCs out there, and they don't really get the same opportunity because it's, it could only be one. And I think it's like, you know, I, I, it's like, I don't want to kind of take away blame from us, but I think it's like almost natural if you look at Cardi B because it's like she relates to the hip hop that we're used to. Like her, her, her being popular was foretold only because you allowed one big popular popping female at one time. Yeah. I, but the thing that sucks about that though, it's like, you know, yes, we like hip hop to be aggressive. We like hip hop to be like so-and-so, but now hip hop is like very on the male side is very, we, we have Drake. You know, if there's no real female equivalent there. If we have like little Uzi Vert, no f- real female equivalent there. A chance a rapper, like like male hip hop has kind of evolved beyond that. And there are female equivalent equivalents to like a Drake or like, you know, on the female side, but they're super duper underground. True. You have a very good point. Yeah. You know, and, and I think yes, we have a lot of like, you know, I think Cardi's right. We we have a lot like our culture is a problem. You know, maybe not you and I. I mean, we're no, part of the culture. Part of problem, you know? Yeah, but yeah. like like our culture is a problem. Our, our culture is very much about, um, you know, like promoting the women who sell sex uh, as opposed to the women who are completely and fully dressed. True, very true. <laughs> it's, it's, ever since, it's, there's, a, there's a direct line once... I mean, I won't say like you know. Again, I think she's a fantastic MC, probably one of the most underrated MCs. Once you're, once that lane was created and that little Kim kind of vibe, it's like that's it. So when the rapper and R comes look at you, it's like, oh well, we could dress you up and put you out there, and you'll fit that fucking mold. And even with somebody who's a little bit more self-made, like Megan Thee Stallion, it's like it's not surprising because you know that's like you know that's the big raunchy sex raps what we want out of our female MCs for the most part. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and 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 it's like kind of sucks because you've got some female MCs that you know that were fucking fantastic. 
fantastic. Like, you know, you have Bahamadia, who's arguably for a period of time was one of the best MCs on the planet. And she could never really, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Kind of, yeah. you know, she was kind of lurking in there and doing a lot of these cool, interesting projects, which could never kind of get above that because, and, and what's fucked up is that was, at a, that was at a time where quote unquote real hip hop was fucking supposedly praised, you know, like, oh, they've got bars, you know, these are real MCs. Yeah. And she really couldn't bubble out there because she didn't fit the archetype. You know, she was a very, you know, she wasn't, you know, a dainty, pretty, light-skinned girl. She was just a regular, regular woman, dope MC. Yeah. This is it. And she never really bubbled because of that, you know, and then you could definitely see the misogynist, the misogyny of the industry kind of go against her. Even somebody, even your female MCs who are kind of got popular, you know, you kind of see the how they how they how that happened. Like you know, if, like let's say you're Lauren. Lauren is a gorgeous woman. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, and, yeah. and you know, she got through the game with a whole bunch of two other dudes. Would Lauren Hill be still be Lauren Hill if she came out rapping solo? No. Yeah. No, they they didn't. Uh, the label, like I think, was very scared about this education. Because yeah. like they didn't know what to do with it. Like it was rap. It was singing. It was like she was singing about God. You know, like rapping about God, like. Like that was a scary time for the label, because at that time, like you never even had something like that, um, and we don't have another Lauren Hill right now. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, you we're know, not, yeah. who's like who's like doing it on that level and doing it like to perfection. Yeah, doing like artsy. Let's say a female rapper doing more artsy kind of things, and yeah. who knows that that could tear whack. But like on that level, like you said, it's not you know. Yeah, it's not, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tear whack is somebody who's really cool, um, but. You know, and not saying like we need to like push her to be a Lauren Hill, you know, because obviously that didn't work that well for Lauren Hill. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like like we 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 still are working on creating those archetypes that are outside of the stripper vein. But these these female rappers exist and they're there. Like I mean, look at Rico Nasty. You know, look at like like you know like uh, you know I like Little Sims, like really dope artists out of the UK. Like they're there, they're they're ready, they're waiting. Um, is the culture ready? Is the culture like really willing to accept some of these rappers? Um, you know, I remember um, who was it? Young and May. You know, yeah, Young and still, still crushing. I remember, and yeah, and it, like yeah, solid, solid, solid rapper. You know, um, who has bars for days. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like when when. Jermaine Dupri is like, oh, there's no female rappers. I'm like, come on, dog. Yeah, no. And 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 and, and, and the sad thing is, he was in a period of time where he could have definitely pushed him up. Like he may say, oh, I had the brat, but obviously that was a Jermaine Dupri production. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. It's not like he found this young act and kind of. I mean, he did, but it's not like he's helping nurturing talent for the long term. You know, Jermaine Dupri. To it's gonna sound weird to kind of say it like this. It's kind of a culture vulture. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. he kind of comes in there, swagger jacks something, makes it a little club song, and kind of bounces up there. Yeah. Are you ready for this? What's the difference between Jermaine Dupri and Diplo? Ooh. Ooh look at what? that spicy take. Ooh. Oh, there isn't any. They're the same shit. No. Mm. Uh, I got to formulate some thoughts on that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going in. <laughs> I'm just fucking throwing balls at Jermaine. I don't think the Jermaine Dupri is. I mean, look, any producer is. By technicality, a, t- a culture vulture. Like, you know, at the Ooh, end of- your take is faster than mine. Go on. <laughs> but it's true. Speak it's your like, truth. They're, like, especially you, if you're, like, say, a dude in Toronto making, like, you know, Miami bass. <laughs> true. <laughs> you're a culture vulture. And not saying, like, that's a bad thing. 
Um, but as a producer, like one of your 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 like roles is to have an ear to the ground and like listen to what's popping, what's bubbling up, and kind of like take that and make it to your own sound. And that's that that that's a culture vulture in the in a way, right? Like like somebody like Diplo completely exploits it to the point where he takes it and he he makes it he profits off of it and like markets it to like, you know, suburban white kids as like this is what the cool kids in the city are doing. Yeah. You know, which I think is a little bit different. I think it's a little bit different cuz I think Diplo has that power, right? Cuz you know, that's what I don't know. There's a whole conversation about what racism is. Well, and yeah. Racism is prejudice plus power. Yeah. And like, and not saying, you know, but Diplo has that power. Yeah. And, and, no, and no diss to him, even though he's coming out of a country album, but it's the idea of where, you know, and I don't think he's necessarily, and he could be, he could definitely be, because I think MIA threw a couple of shots that way. He could definitely be malicious about it. But it's not surprising. But it's a history of music where, you know, somebody who's, because of the base and the color of the system, and their skin and their gender, is able to kind of sit in this office and visit these places, be it like, you know, Jamaica in 2005. Yeah. Or, you know, be it Harlem in 1920. Yeah. Say, oh, this is what's popping in this culture and bring it back and then kind of tweak it a little bit and sell it towards the white masses. Nothing wrong with that. And, I, and I'm pretty sure, I won't say I'm pretty sure, but, you know, I can't front and say I've never liked the fucking Diplo song. You know no, what I'm saying? I, kind of. I love all, like, all the major lasers. Great. Yeah. Well, no, 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 all of them. I, I mean, first I, album was fucking Oh, flames. yeah. Not, after not that, the second one. Yeah, the first album was first great. Album, yeah, first first album, album was flames. And I still say that's that's my man Switch. Pond, pond the, yeah, probably. Yeah. Pond the Floor was great. Yes, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, and, and I, I think is the idea of where it's just weird seeing somebody like Jermaine Dupree, who definitely, I guarantee you, this there were there were lots of dudes wearing LRG t-shirts, fucking, <laughs> you know, raucous fucking belt loops, you know what I'm saying, with backpacks, transport backpacks filled with fucking record crates, making fun of Jermaine Dupree. You know, if, if Puffy was the devil at that time, Jermaine Dupree was definitely one of the minor demons. So it's worth to hear something like that kind of come down from the mountain of pure hip hop <laughs> and proclaim that, you know, these niggas ain't saying nothing in 2019. Yeah. It's very weird. It's very awkward. And it's like, you know, it's something where if anybody had to be the messenger of that old man in a barbershop mass message, it definitely should not be Jermaine Dupree. And not to take away his, his talent. Like I'm, I'm, even though it sounds like I'm going in, Jermaine Dupree has had, like I said, he's had a, he had a good 10-year run, maybe even more than a 10-year run, yeah, of did. club hits. That's very hard to do. It's very hard to kind of, particularly in that time when hip-hop, because even I was even arguing with somebody today on the internet, right? Where I was saying, you know, and I was being a little trolly, but I was like, Common would even make the top 50 rap records of 1994, Resurrection, Common's Resurrection. Yeah. And I was being a little trolly, but I actually looked at the list, and, and, and with my heart, he might not even make top 20. And it's weird to have a classic record people consider a quote-unquote classic. And even if I take my haterism aside, hip-hop was just moving us to a quick clip at that time. Yeah. All you had were classics coming out, one after the one after the one, and it was slowly mutating. So for Jermaine Dupri to kind of come out and kind of be making hits in 92 and 2002 is fucking insane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. And, and so that's why I'm not going to disparage his fucking, you know, what he does per se. But 
like I said, what he did is not necessarily, you know, hardcore essence of hip hop, the way he kind of went at fucking, you know, Megan and fucking Cardi B. And what's fucking worse, and it goes back to the idea of how Megan herself said it, where it's like, I've got to rap. I've got to look good. I've got to have sex appeal. Same exact shit there, where I don't know if he would have went as hard on, let's say, a future. You know what I'm saying? No. Who, again, is very much, and again, a future no. fan here, depression, <laughs> breakups, <laughs> drugs, and money. You know, that's Future's whole swag. And, you know, as narrow-minded as Tripper Rap. Literally, because they're both, you know, again, it's they both played in the club at the same time. Strip clubs playing Future and Megan Thee Stallion, Rap to the other. And then the thing is, for him to kind of gone that hard, where it kind of makes it depressing, is the fact of where it shows you how high the standard has to be for a female rapper. You know what I'm saying? It's something where I don't think he would have said anything about the new cast that way. But it was easy for him to like disparage them and somehow name the brat as a paradigm, well, par- par- paragon of quote-unquote yeah. good rap, even though that was pretty much a studio creation like Millie Vanilli. Ooh. I know. I don't know about that. Yeah, shots fired. Shots fired. Damn, son. I'm just being honest. Damn, the, the brat's going to dox us now. Um, Yo, fuck the brat though. I was, I, ever since you hit that what? girl with the, with the bottle and shit, that's uh, fucked up shit. Oh, that's it's fucking vicious. You can't. <laughs> you, you can't. You should. You can't do. Yeah, nah, sorry. She lost me from that point on. I don't care what she's doing in in reality TV now <laughs> or in radio station. But um. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, this just kind of caused me to think back of some of the female MCs that have shaped my my own hip hop world. Yep. And for me, I, I think my favorite female MC of all time probably has to be MC Light. Okay. Because I'll tell you why. Because I remember back in the days, I used to like, you know, like all all poor kids in their apartments. I used to sit there and watch a lot of TV and, you know, shout to the video music box in New York City. And he's had these videos. And you, you, you young, young kids out there won't know there was a thing called VHS. And in this VHS, you know, it was like a DVR, but you actually had to use these things called <laughs> tapes. So you would stick your tape into the DVR machine and hit record to record things playing. So I remember distinctly that MC Light Cha Cha Cha. Mm. I would fucking sit there and rewind it and play it and play it and play it. And even today, I would play it again. And I was like, her flow is just like fucking like butter. Yeah. Like like fucking breakfast. Yep. Eggs cooking, sliding off that fucking thing and fucking bacon. It's just like, whew. And so she's probably one of my, for like a good... Definitely one of my top two MCs, one of my one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time, and somebody where like it was kind of cool seeing her bubble up here and there, like even later yeah. on, because I feel like in, even in the arts she would pop up here and there doing songs. So I just like I just, I love her career trajectory, and I wish hip hop wasn't a place to kind of like you know just give her the props she deserves. She's got a couple in the past, yeah, but I feel that she's still like you know slept on. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, I I would definitely agree. Like, like in that era was great. I mean, you had like Moni Love, Queen Latifah, Empty Light, you know, uh, Salt and Pepper. Like, Salt Pepper, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that was a good era in, in uh, female hip hop, yeah. um, and hip hop in general. So yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I'm actually gonna go with somebody that when I talk about, and this is actually like made me think because like I think. I always loved Queen Latifah, like like back in the day, but I think that the female hip rapper, hip hop artist that I think I clung on the most to is Missy Elliott. That's that's a that's that's a hard answer. That's a tough answer to give. 
Um, but you know, I think it's because you listen to like Super Duper Fly, and it's still relevant. Like she, like the production was crazy. The videos are crazy. You know, the fact that she, you know, can sing, like she'll sing her own hooks, you know, but she'll also rap. I'm not going to say she's like the greatest MC per se, but I think she was somebody that kind of put a lot of different things together and made like an amazing pop package. Um, and, you know, Timbaland is credited with a lot of that, but I, I, I think for me, it's like the, seeing those Missy videos and those videos I felt like are out of the, out of this world in terms of just like nobody was doing that shit. Like it was just super duper creative. Like this, like like it was just you know Missy in a garbage bag and fisheye lens and just kind of like looking like the Matrix before the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. it was just like it, it was like on a different level. And I think for me, who I always cling to people who tend to be a bit more creative and you know whatnot. Like for me to see that and have that happen, I think I think it was just like it re- really captivated me. So. Oh, you know, it's something where. I'd make a I'd make an argument where and she's won awards for her songwriting, obviously, but I can't think of a. It's hard because she because think about what she did. She would tour with Lilith Fair. She she had dances down. Yeah. She had the she had the videos down and on the word low. And this is gonna be a weird side kind of segue, but because uh, only because uh, he finally looks like he's got caught. But like R. Kelly, right? So one of the big things about R. Kelly is that beyond the fact of where he kind of ruled R and B in the nineties. He would sit there and write songs for a lot of people. So a lot of these hit songs that you didn't think were R. Kelly involved yeah. weren't R. Kelly involved. Yeah. Same thing with fucking Missy. So while you know R. Kelly is kind of you know doing this whole like you know just, I don't want to say generic, but you know he kind of swagger jack Jodeci, you know swagger jack this idea of the you know hip hop Lothario, and it's kind of rolled that out for the past like twenty wow maybe even thirty years now. But he's kind of rolled this fucking this archetype out. Yeah, you know he was doing all the songwriting, but. On his own career, it was very, you know, like R. Kelly, I won't say he was groundbreaking anyway. It was basically, he took fucking Jodeci, he took Guy, he fucking repackaged it in his own way, yeah. and he just sat there in the background being a really good songwriter. Yeah. What's crazy about Missy is, while she's doing, again, writing these great songs for Aaliyah, for all these artists, she's still doing, like, it's like it's weird, it's like you have fucking, it's like you have Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> Bjork, Radiohead. And like fucking like working, and while that's happening, they're like fucking Dr. Luke writing yeah. fucking these crazy puppets for everybody else. Yeah. So it's weird where how many pieces of the musical fucking industry pie her hands were in. Yeah. And she killed it all for like ten years. Yeah. So you see somebody where, like, if it was a, she's like not to be funny. It's like kind of like going back to Radiohead. The same way we look at Tom York. The same way we look at fucking we look at Trenton Reznor. The same way we look at fucking Bruce Springsteen. Like we should look the same way to at Missy Elliott also, yeah. you know, and, and it's kind of we don't, you know, that's that's racism, that's misogyny. Yeah. But that run, I can't think of anybody who comes close to that run because like you know even even like something like Michael, as as much of a god as he was, wasn't like part time writing all these crazy hits. Yeah. You know, even a prince, you know, as avant garde as he was, yeah. didn't have to deal push against that gender wall. You know what I'm saying? While yeah. he's doing it, you know, yeah. and she she was doing a lot of fucking hats. And doing it all at genius level, so yeah. fucking props to her forever. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely, and, and, and it's cool too because she she's having a moment right now. Um, you know, like it's kind of crazy how people like pop back up on the mainstream, and she was like, 
I think she did like one song when Katy Perry played the Super Bowl. And then everybody's like, oh, snap, Missy Elliott. <laughs> oh, snap. And now she's like being able to tour again and she's popping off on social media. And like, you know, it's kind of crazy how that that's happened. Uh, but the cool thing about Missy Elliott is like, like, like she, she was a pop star. And like, I think people forget about that, you know, cause you know, she, she basically was getting played on pop radio cause she was making pop hits. So, you know, there's this thing where like, I guess like some like, you know, um, people from the country of North Carolina, these old, older white ladies were like lip syncing Missy Elliott and like put on the internet and of course, people were like, "Oh my God, white people like like rapping Missy Elliott, old oh, white ladies, oh snap!" And then like apparently Ellen got them together and like they rapped together and stuff like that. But like like Missy Elliott was a pop star, like she was kind of like a proto Drake in a lot of ways. Yeah, ooh, good call. <laughs> yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, I mean, I think people forget that, and I think you know we're like we're having this discussion around like. You know, um, like, you know, what female artists should be and like what their equivalents are. And I think Missy was all of that, you know, just like 15, 20 years ago. Um, so, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad to see she's having a moment. She had like a big spread in like Marie Claire, which I know is like still like popping <laughs> in the streets <laughs> on the newsstands. But, you know, looking good, looking as fly as ever. And, uh, yeah, more props to her. Respect to OGs. (laughs) Respect to OGs. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, let's see. We'll we'll discuss the new musica. For me, it's uh, it's Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. That guy. That guy. So uh, to kind of catch you, you hip hoppers up. So he is a Brooklyn MC. Who blew up about, I'll say, six years ago, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Actually, in a weird way, the, the first time I saw him was where, and for you for you young, young, young generation Xers, there's a band called Run the Jewels. So before Run the Jewels existed, there's a rapper called the white guy in Run the Jewels, you know, LP. He produced the other, the black guy in the group, Killer Mike's record. Um, and that's how Run the Jewels became. Wait, so I, people don't know about Run the Jewels? No, no, I don't think so. I what? think it's just it's us. But uh, but long story short, <laughs> it was that tour where I, I'm I'm assuming you know New York is a weird place. Not even a weird place. New York is it's it's a big small town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But somehow you've got Killer Mike, you've got fucking LP, and then he was the third one on the bill, and so he was right there at height of his powers. He had a song popping up called the Huzzah, 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 and then. So that song was had a remix of LP with Danny Brown, who's also popping a young popping rapper around that time. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. a cool little record, and came out. He got signed, and like I sent you that weird Rolling Stone article where a couple of years later he was having talking basically saying how like basically he felt like you know he had a song that's a posse cut about drinking and acting crazy, and he kind of felt you know pigeonholed. Whereas like I look towards Biggie, where Biggie could write write a song about fucking you know, crazy nights out drinking and all the women and write a song about committing suicide. Yeah. You know? And so he felt he was getting very pigeonholed. And obviously, as usual, major label drama, yada, yada, yada. It seemed to have some self-doubt. He kind of disappeared for a little bit. He started popping up maybe a couple of years ago, helping a lot of like younger artists popping up here and there. I believe he dropped a project. But, uh, and, and, and what's, I, I, which I found hilarious is he's probably got like five, like, products to his name but this is his quote-unquote first 
album. <laughs> mm, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, it's released on his own label, I believe, mm. and it basically picks up where you kind of dropped off before. It's 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 really it's. I mean, this is dope. I the music is kind of, and which is why I kind of mentioned LP. It kind of reminds you a lot of LP's production, where it's hip hop, but on a noisier side. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a uh, industrial. But it's definitely stuff where it's just like, you know, shit to kind of like raucousy, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But I don't want to pigeonhole, pigeonhole him either because he's got, a, he's got a trap song on there. And it's just dope because uh, like he's got like, you know, he talks about like his mother being abused by his father. Damn. And he'll talk about, you know, fucking girls without a condom, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and he does it in a way what's kind of endearing is the fact of A, he loves rapping. And B, even when he says something problematic he'll acknowledge it's problematic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of, so it's like, going back to the idea of Jermaine Dupri's a knowing old guy in a barbershop, like like Mr. Esquire is the guy, you know, young kid in the barbershop cracking them jokes but fucking with the old guys while it's happening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he's saying shit but he's not really taking it personal. It's just fucking, it's, it's just, like even even the one song where he's talking about we're not wearing a condom is called Fuck Boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 and like yeah. even in there there's a line about fucking like, you know, R. Kelly could burn hell but his songs are too good to like give up, basically. He knows to dance to it. But he's just like, but at the same time, because why not? Y'all have me singing for the national anthem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they kind of make that leap. Like there's a certain level of happening there where it's like he loves rapping, but it's also thoughtful, even when it's being ignorant as shit. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of refreshing. The production is done by I think I forget it's Castro Buds. I forget the way he pronounces. Who's like this young dude? A lot of the production. Um, this is a dope project, and it's it's kind of refreshing to hear. And it goes back to the complaint we always said, we always have. It's it's rare to hear a rap album nowadays. Because yeah. even though I lo- like I love trap and I love all like the newer genre SoundCloud, a lot of times it's like it gets so weird. Like you don't really hear people who sound like they like rapping. Yeah. Like you know, so this is an album where it sounds like he actually likes being a rapper That's and likes up. rapping. That's what's up. So it's it's my pick for the week. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. And, and you know, like I, I I remember he had like a moment. Like, you know, six years ago. And I don't think I, like, you know, gravitated to him, like, more, you know, like like some other people. But, you know, he was out there. He was doing the South Bys and the you know, CMJs when that existed and, and whatnot. Um, and then he kind of, like, fell off. And I think, like, I'm glad to kind of see, you know, rappers, uh, when they do kind of, like, fall off to kind of emerge and come back and you know at least like continue to put music out there and still have passion for the music yeah and it's weird because like what's kind of respectful is and and i guess it's the idea of commerce it's like it's not even like he fell off and like if you read it it's like he like he intentionally was just like i don't kind of want to do this anymore like he had a Chappelle moment almost yeah so it's weird and i don't know this is probably another conversation but it's 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 interesting to see how you navigate where when you blow up in a kind of certain lane and that lane is not, you know, because there's a lot of rappers out there who make music for the hood. Yeah. But their audience is exclusively like young white kids. Yeah. So how do you balance that? How do you kind of put it both together? But, yeah. you know, that's that's my pick. Oh, yeah. cool, cool. So my pick is like not hip hop. No rap. No rapity rap. Mm. Uh, so uh, there's this artist, Rosalia, who I just got into this deep wormhole around. Um, I don't know how, like, I, you know, I, I, like her track on a Spotify playlist, and then I like clicked on a YouTube video, and like you know how YouTube is like you like one video stops, they just load another video. The algorithm. The algorithm kept the loading, algorithm loading videos over and over and over again, and I was like, oh shit, like this is dope. Um, and I think like 
so basically, Rosalia is like a Spanish artist from Spain, Spain. Um, so you know, New Yorkers always argue with my fiance about it. She's like, it's not Spanish. <laughs> Whenever I speak to our Latino brethren in New York. <laughs> but like, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like, I guess two or three years ago, she was a flamenco singer. Yeah, no, she had an album, all acoustic. And, yeah. All acoustic, very much like traditional music. Yeah. She studied it, and it came out. There's, there's, there's no 808s on it. <laughs> it's just her and it's Spanish guitar. It's that's it. straight old school flamenco. <laughs> and then between that time and this time, like, she, like, connects with Jay Balvin, who is, like, the dude. Like, everybody got to connect with Jay Balvin, apparently. You get all those streams. <laughs> and she she dropped, like, a, I think, an album, like, before that, that was, like, more pop. And, you know, she dropped it in, like, you know, Spanish-speaking countries and things like that. Um, but... Once she got the J Balvin connect, now she's like, everywhere. yeah, she's everywhere. It's 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 the last album because the last album was interesting because uh, it was, I mean, it it was basically trap but stripped down. So yeah. I can't say it's trap per se, but it's just no, like it's, not, yeah. it's just like all right, we'll just keep the we'll keep the hi hats and we'll keep the claps and it will have a flow like enough where she has a song on it that like. Like, like that um, Timberlake, Crimea River. She yeah. borrowed that little yeah, 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 yeah. line for a little bit. So it's weird to kind of see her again. Literally, and it's going to sound kind of fucked up, busking on the subway, flamingo music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight into like pure pop. Yeah. Like, and, like whiplash. Yeah. Music. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, like, I'm still reading up about her because I, like, I, I, I haven't found like where that shift came. You know, maybe she's an industry plant. Who knows? But I actually really enjoy like the visuals like her videos are off the chain they remind me of like they're very colorful but they're very like oversaturated color like like hype williams era of color you know where like all the reds are like way bright red the macintosh is going nuts like (laughs) we've got no more red left we can't saturate this enough (laughs) and so like the videos are crazy um, I don't know what she's saying, but like you know, the beats are like you were saying, like like it's it's modern, it's eight oh eight heavy, it's it's poppy, it's very like pop music based. Uh, you can tell like it's kind of like got that like Max Martin kind of sound, but like there's just something about her and like her cadence and her voice. It sounds a little bit more like heavy hip hop. But she's still she's singing, it's, you know. And I think it's a good call. I, you know what I think it is though. It goes back to the idea of where, because if you think about hip hop in general, even in the trap era, like to, it's stripped down. So if you got pop music, like if you probably looked at like pulled up your Pro Tools, you'll have like, and for you guys who are music nerds out there, so like you line up every instrument has like a space, like a line, right? Yeah. So if you pull up like let's say like a modern pop song, it's like probably like like you know I'm exaggerating, but like dozens and dozens of different things happen at the same time. Yeah. In hip hop, you don't really have that because it's about beats, about flows. You have to yeah. give enough space for the MC to kind of bounce around in the pocket. Yeah. So what's interesting about her is, I guess maybe because she had the flamenco music again, you know, coming out of a, a tradition where it's just like you and a guitar. Yeah. It's almost like they got these like fucking heavily produced Max Martin beats, and then they just kind of deleted. <laughs> it's like we don't we don't need the fucking hi hats here. We'll erase the 808 here. Well, and then so it's like you've got like this the skeleton of a pop track. Yeah. But it's just her flowing and doing cool on top of it so it's fucking fantastic yeah no it's, it's it's really dope and then you know like again like this uh 
uh, J Balvin track, like Con Aldora, like now that's like. 500 million streams between like Spotify and YouTube, which Dude, is the, just the, crazy. The Latin America songs, I don't know what's happening down like, there, but their streaming is insane. Yo, they're just playing it on repeat. Dude, like it's it's it's, it's insane. It's, as much as you go down to Spain now, it's all everywhere. It's all playing on some old time road shit. Man. Yeah, Jesus. so like. So and then like, but she released like this two song EP called "Fucking Money Man." <laughs> but like the way that she did it was apparently like she took out an ad in like the Spanish version of like Wall Street Journal, like the 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 like the you know newspaper that all the Wall Street traders and shit read, right? And she took out an ad that just says "Fucking Money Man," <laughs> and like that's gangster, like that's gangster, and like. Like, this is, like, the cool thing I like about where pop music is. is like, she is a pop star. She is the new, like, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift and the Spanish-speaking market. And now she's, like, booking shows in America and, like, touring and, and you know. But, like, this is what a new, like, this is what pop stars need to do now. And, like, this, you know, we talk about Taylor Swift. And like, Taylor Swift is not doing this shit. Like, she's not, like, taking out full-page ads. She's not cursing. She's not, you know, like, whatever. And I think this is, like, really cool to see, like, this new, exciting, like, you know, version of pop. And, yeah, like... You have to take risks. I think the yeah. idea is, like, and it, it always kind of confuses me, is it's like, I get it. If, if you know, if you, if you hit up, like, you know, 20-year-old Reggie, and you're like, all right, here's a record deal, and you got to conform, going back to, like, the old discussion about Esquire, I can understand. You have that pressure. It's like, I don't want to go back to living in my parents' basement. Yeah. But if you're already kind of blown up, like, you know, fuck it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, why it's not like, take risks? Yeah, and, exactly. And that's where it's weird. It's like, it's kind of sad. We're going back to the Taylor Swifts, even though, you know, we're the two biggest Taylor Swift fans out there in the world. <laughs> as, as Swifties, as Swifties, we want to see Taylor go out of her box and try different things. Did, did I sell that? I no, think I sold that. Yeah. Well, Maybe. The, the Swifties. No, I mean, but like, but, but see, Taylor Swift is like. She's like Microsoft, man. She's like IBM. But you she's don't like have to Walmart. Be. Even even she's Walmart. Even Apple came out with the fucking she's, iPod and the fucking Walmart. iPad. You gotta flip it up. And and she, I and I yeah, she's Walmart dub. But it's fucked <laughs> up. Cause if anybody can take a risk, she can. And I think that's kind of cool about Rosalia, where you know she's definitely got you know she's winning awards. She's she could easily keep keep on doing what she was doing, but she's trying different things, and that's why I, I and that's why we like her, even if she's fucking up. We respect that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like even how you said how you didn't like Billie Eilish's album per se as much as her old stuff, but you still liked it because it's still different. It's still, it's still different. It's still yeah, trying it's to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so yeah, like just like for Rosalia, like it's just really cool. Um, you know, and, and this tr like the J Balvin track, like this is her actually doing like a reggaeton track, which she's like, I've never done one before. I just wanted to do it. Like, why not? You know, um, and. Like, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see where this happens because you know, right now like language is not a barrier to people anymore. Like the kids, the kids are like you know they listen to this Korean it's vibe, man. Like the, I the fuck Spanish. with this, this flamenco vibe, dude. Yeah, they, it's like it's, it's like you got the vibe. But like people are gonna listen you to it. The saying? language is no longer a it's barrier. It's like Spanish turn up, man. I love this. Yeah, man. So mm. you know, I'm 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 happy. I'm excited to see where it's all gonna go. Like. Like, I, I think she's already like in the studio of Pharrell or something, which as you should be. Yeah, nah, nobody this one now. Be. Jesus. As you should be. It's gonna be out there giving her fake know. ass fucking recruitment advice. Uh, it's gonna be a fucking Jesus. This is gonna be a four count yeah, at, at the beginning of the Flamenco be, song. It's gonna be Pharrell beatboxing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to like, and like I said, I, I, I do like the idea of where, because you think about it, going back to that, like we, we just we just already dropped her, the, the Billie Eilish's, your Rosalia's, you know, it's cool seeing these weird, like, or even like your fucking Lil Nas X. It's cool seeing all these weird pop hits coming from not your post Malone's. Yeah. You know, like like in awkward weird places. And I and I hope that kind of the trend continues. You know what and, I'm saying? But I would even say like post Malone is like weird pop. Uh, yeah. I, I you know what's sad? I fucking agree with you, but on the record, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I will not buy into this slander. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> people, yes, people. Thanks for listening us to us rants. We are Share now and subscribe. the Post Malone fan club. You know what I'm saying? We're posties, bro. We we've been losing subscribers, oh, man. I'm all about the posties. Like Post after Malone Taylor Swift, game. we've been moving, like our subscribers have been nah, going down. Fuck y'all. We're out there. We're out to, to, we Swift gotta, for life. We gotta stay to stay true. Swifties and posties, to baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm out there. You see me out the tattoo on my face, smoking really bad fucking Reggie weed. And drinking fucking, I guess what what would a what would the average post Malone fan drink? Hmm, PBR. Nah, PBR is too cool for post Malone. No, I no. feel like it's gotta be dirtier. Like 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 Natty Light. Natty Light. Natty Light. Yeah, we're out here doing Natty Light in the in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pre game before we go see our God Post Malone, who's touring with Sway Lee actually. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's a good look. Yeah, I, I feel like I like, I kind of yeah. want to see Sway Lee. I feel like he's bubbling. He hasn't been able to make a transition, but I'd be interested to see him. Kind of really devote time to a product and not kind of do that whole speak of love, you know. Even though that was actually a slept on album, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that little triple album they did. But yeah. I, I like to see him kind of expand more as an artist, you know? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we'll see you next week. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And you motherfuckers, stay cold because it's fucking hot outside. That's right. Peace. Peace.